Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The best way to describe it is, for me personally, it's when I'm so tuned in that I can see everything. It's not, I, I don't think... I think some people think flow is like, oh, you're you're so tuned in. You're, it's like tunnel vision. It's not tunnel vision for me, at, at least. It's where I'm so tuned in. I, I experience everything without judgment and I'm really present and I can see everything that's happening and I can feel everything and it feels very free, but it also feels very um, in control, if that makes any sense, even though you're not really in control. I heard that the way to do beatbox is actually saying boots and cats. Boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and cats and cats and Exactly. So, Venus Fit, welcome to Polivaya Podcast and welcome to Sweden. Thank you. I am loving it. It The weather is beautiful here. Oh, and this is like the best summer I think we have ever... I've ever had on the record of what you say. Well, I brought the sunshine, so you're welcome. Oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. You came like uh, four days ago, but we had the sun for four months. So mm-hmm. I think they, was, he planned it. Yeah, he The universe was, was prepping exactly. for me. Exactly. So that's, just That's FYI. how he does it. That's how he does it. <laughs> Why is it a he? I didn't say that. <laughs> or oh, did I? Maybe I did. Maybe I did. Linda Sundblad was here next week and she said, I always say, she God does strange things. And, uh, that always annoys people, she said. Oh, really? It annoys people? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I go for it never. Yeah, me, me, whatever. Guy, girl, it doesn't really matter. So. Yeah. So wh- why are you in Sweden? I am here because uh, I am here to teach Strength and Flow, my program, uh, Concepts. And um, which is a combination of animal flow, yoga, calisthenics, um, and and some general fitness training ideas, concepts, uh, d- developmental movement, breath work, and just pure connection to the body. Um, so I was here to teach a workshop um, with in conjunction of uh, my two friends who brought me out here, <clears throat> Jenny and Erica. Mm-hmm. And at Camp, how do we say it? Camp Pausit? What? Kampsportshuset. Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in conjunction with um, Alpha Training Center. Alpha Training Center. Yep. Yep. So yeah. nice. Is is this the first time that you're able to leave the U.S. for one of these things, or? Uh no. I I taught a workshop last year in London. Yeah. As well. Um, I believe at Locomotion Studios. So, 
It was a ton of fun. And I co-taught it with my friend Rachel uh, on Instagram. Her name's Rach PT. And um, we just had an amazing time. And after that, went over to Spain and visited Barcelona. Got my first tattoo. Oh, <laughs> when in Spain, right? When in Spain, <laughs> Barcelona. Barcelona, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, how much Spanish do you speak then? Because now you you're you're starting with with some, so I gotta try you here. Uh, poquito, mostly the bad words. Mostly, yeah, go for it. It's Swedish uh, yeah. anyway, so. Pinchipero. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's like Mexican swear word. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Pinche perro. I'm from Texas originally, and I yeah. live in California, so. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, I I believe that, or, or correct me if, my, if I'm wrong, but you're able to travel the world because of social media, right? Uh, yes. I mean, I I definitely mainly stay in L.A., and, but yes, I... I tend to, I've been traveling more to spread um, more information on my program and I would love to travel to more places. And it's actually really funny. Um, I've been getting DMs on Instagram from people who are like, when are you going to come to Finland? When are you going to come to Brazil? When are you going to come back to London? When are you coming here? You know, and I'm like, oh man, I should have thought about this before. I should have made a tour and I'm having difficulty with, Um, adjusting to the the time difference, you know, I'm really jet lagged, and so sleeping has been a challenge. Um, but I think next time I'm going to do a tour where I go from LA to like New York and Miami, and then whatever is like closest yeah. <laughs> east of that, and then slowly make my way out here to Sweden, and um, that'll be a lot easier for the sleep schedule. Travel with the time zones. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I did not think of that before, but um, <laughs> yeah, I should have learned last year when I was in London. I had the same exact issue when yeah. I was in London. Yeah. So, but have you acclimatized anything, or are you as tired as the first day? I'm still tired. Yeah. Yeah, like, like I think yesterday I got a lot of sleep, but in like three hour, four hour increments. So, yeah. my body's just—it's a little bit of a struggle. Even we like walked, we walked over here to the studio. And even just walking, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> But it was great. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful here. I yeah, love you, Stockholm. Yeah, you're really having a, a really good time with the with the weather. Yeah. But uh, so, so tell me more. Your, your thoughts about Stockholm before we get into the animal flow thing. Sure, sure. Uh, Stockholm is beautiful. I had no idea what to expect. Um, I remember speaking to Erica and Ginny before I came, and I was like, so how many coats should I bring? <laughs> the ignorant American in me was like, oh, it's going to be cold and we're going to eat meatballs yeah. and see Ikea furniture. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but she was like, oh no, it's it's whatever Celsius. And we looked it up in Fahrenheit and I was like, oh, well, that's, that's what it's like in LA. So um, at least I don't have to adjust to the weather. The weather's just been gorgeous. Uh, it's It's fascinating how... The sun stays out till 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. And then it comes up super early, which doesn't help the sleeping. Yeah, I know. I was just thinking about <laughs> that. I got to miss you up more, right? Yeah, but I do appreciate it. Like yeah. I'm staying, uh, I'm at Jenny's dad's house and the the balcony and then looking at the sunsets and the sunrise is just gorgeous. So I'm definitely grateful for that. Try, mm -hmm. Trying to see the best out of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You always got to see the best out of the... Uh 
the tiredness of things. Yeah, for sure. So what what is animal flow? Um, animal flow is a movement system developed by Mike Fitch. He's one of my mentors. Um, and what he did is he studied hand balancing, break dancing, um, parkour, and gymnastics. And he was also a, a trainer back in the day. Oh, he still is a trainer. But um, he developed this um, system that I just find amazing. It's a, you know, it's quadrupedal locomotive movement, basically in, in layman's terms. It's a lot of crawling and it's a lot of rotating. And they've done a lot of amazing studies on how um, more, if people return to the floor, just because we have so many nerves and, and uh, senses in our hands and our feet that you can actually rewire your the highway of your body and from the brain and the nervous system and everything. Um, they've even shown studies that children who don't crawl long enough tend to develop autism. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. If they don't crawl for long enough, they they tend to be more autistic. Um, I don't know if it's true or not. This was There was a study that recently said that. But I do know that you can rewire your brain. You can rewire um, your emotions. You can rewire a lot of things just by returning to the floor. We, you know, we're always sitting in chairs and, um, you know, everyone talks about like posture, like computer posture or, you know, um, you know, holding our cell phones because we live on our cell phones. I'm guilty of that as well. Um, And having that, you know, that horrible posture for the neck when really there's really nothing wrong with being rounded it's just that we're always rounded yeah there's nothing wrong with sitting we're just always sitting and always at like 90 degrees and um you know what i love about returning to the floor is that we get to experience our bodies again in multiple positions so i don't know if i answered your question but no you did (laughs) you 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 did i think it was a, a good answer so how did you get into uh, Animal Flow from, from the start? Um, well, it's a funny thing. I never thought I was going to be a trainer, um, even though I was always an athlete, even though I always worked out since I was a kid. And um, I was actually in L.A. to be a writer at first. Um, I wanted to be a comedy writer, and I moved out there with my best friend, Rachel. And Is this Rachel P.T.? No, this is a no. different Rachel. Okay. There's a lot of Rachels in my life, okay, I've noticed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, no, this is a this is a different Rachel. Uh, and so we moved out there to write comedy. And uh, we probably have 10 or so scripts under our belt. And like we even optioned a, a script to New Line and um, had a few other scripts talking to big producers. So um, it, was, it was actually really fun. And I was in my 20s. So that was a really exciting, you know, um, and I wasn't quite comfortable being on camera yet. And then I decided to take acting classes to be a better writer. <laughs> and so um, I started taking acting classes and I loved it. And I I never thought I would really enjoy being on camera so much because uh, I was actually a little shy. Um, and I mean, not like with my friends, but you know, like in general, like I'm not, I was not that person who wanted to be the loudest person in the room. Um, although maybe my friends would disagree with that, (laughs) but, (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, so acting actually is, is really great for me and taking acting classes and everything. I think it really helped me develop as a person and really like tune in, listen and really become more aware. I real I always recommend people to take acting classes, even if they don't want to be an actor. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, benefits to that. I also always recommend people need to know what it's like to be a waitress. <laughs> so you learn a lot that way. But um, so, sorry, a little jet lag. So. No problem. Um, my brain's working a little <laughs> slower than usual. Um, but so back to you asking me the question. I was bartending, waiting tables, doing the typical L.A. thing to get by. Um, before I, I had decided I wanted to be a writer, I actually was in sales and marketing. Like I was a pharmaceutical sales rep. I worked for, um, another company as a sales rep. Um, and uh, it's very interesting how I kind of went backwards. I went from straight out of college, um, and working a more nine to five job wearing a suit to now I'm a trainer who like, I'm usually barefoot. (laughs) Um, so I decided to be a trainer just because I wanted a job I enjoyed. I wasn't enjoying bartending anymore. And um, my best friend was like, well, everyone always thinks you're a trainer and you always work out, so you might as well get paid for it. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I don't know. And then I was, I was kind of a snob about it at first. I was like, eh, no, I'm not going to be a trainer. That's that's dumb. <laughs> and um, then I thought about it, and a few weeks later, I was like, you know, I changed my mind. I, th- I think I'm think I want to try this out. Okay, all right, I'll I'll check this out because I I wanted to to do something that contributed to society. You know, like don't get me wrong, I enjoy having my spirits. Um, but being a bartender and it was just kind of like I don't know it, the grind of that was just not satisfying. And um, I've always been into health and fitness because of my parents. Um. And it, and especially at that time in my life, I was really into working out and, and feeling healthy because I had just lost both of my parents to cancer. Oh. So um, it was very... At the same time or... No, uh, they died three, four years apart. Yeah. So my dad died when I was 21 and my mom died when I was 25. Wow. So, and I had moved out to LA when I was 23. So, you know, fast forward, I wanted a job where I could make a difference, but also enjoy myself. So six months later, got my um, PT certification uh, through NASM and started working at Equinox in Santa Monica. And so just from there, just started training clients and then little less than a year later, I decided to go out on my own and not not work for a gym. I just wanted to be private. And that's kind of how it all started. And I didn't think it was actually going to be as long-term as it has been and it as it is. Um, I thought I was like, oh, I'll just do this for like a year or two. You know, like, we'll see what happens or maybe one of my scripts will make it big or whatever, you know. Um, and then the more continued education that I did, and, and that's what I will say, was what is great about working for a place like Equinox. Not only they're very um, well known, but they encourage their trainers to continue getting more and more education and, 
you know, they get them at a, at a discount for most of the other certifications. At least it did when I was there. And it opened me up to other worlds like kettlebells. And um, I really enjoyed that continued education. When I got into animal flow, though, that was later. Um, so by the time I got into animal flow, I had already been a trainer for like about five years, I'd say. And I was like that trainer that would get bored. And I call them the asshole trainers. <laughs> I was an asshole trainer who thought I knew everything. And, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to do a cable chop while I have a kettlebell in my hand and, ooh, maybe I should add like a BOSU ball under my feet. I mean, just so ridiculous. Like, you know, we see these things all the time on Instagram and stuff. Um, and um, I, th I was just bored, to be honest. And I was looking for something else. And I was totally that asshole trainer that would say, oh, yoga's for pussies. <laughs> Was, and now I have my yoga certification. Like I'm, I'm a certified yoga teacher now. But when, when did these things change? Because a lot of trainers, I was a trainer too, and, mm -hmm. and I had my so-called truths. Right. This is how it is. This is what I've been taught. When did it? When did that change for you? When did um, you like realize? And wow, holy shit! I don't know nothing. And you know that that took time. That took honestly, it was teaching flow that taught me that. I. I actually stumbled upon animal flow on accident. I was looking to do uh, some kind of movement culture workshop like Ido Portal and people like that. I did not know what animal flow was. And so I, you know, I was looking at all the YouTube videos like everyone does and starting to nerd out and try things on my own. And then um, uh, one of my friends, I was like asking all my friends, I was like, oh, what's a good certification? You know, I want to do more body weight training. I'm realizing that I'm really enjoying this stuff. And, um, you know, so, and then, so I started doing yoga as well. And then one of my friends was like, you would really like animal flow. And I was like, animal flow. What the fuck is that? That sounds stupid. Like, what do we like crawl around the floor and make noises? <laughs> and she was like, no, 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 I promise you it's really amazing. And then the instructor, he's awesome. Like you're, you're going to love him. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I, I look it up and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. And so they happened to have a animal flow certification coming up in like within the next month. And I'm, so was, the timing was kismet. It was perfect. And I went to, um, at the time the gym was Valley CrossFit owned by my friend, Mike Fitch. I'm sorry, Mike Latch. And Mike Fitch was there to teach the animal flow workshop, went and fell in love with it. I literally was just blown away. Um, I could not stop doing it after I learned it. And to the point where I was probably practicing animal flow like two hours a day and where my wrists were hurting because I didn't quite understand like how to place my body. I really, I mean, like looking back now, just I'm just having this epiphany now. It's kind of funny. I didn't realize how much I didn't know <laughs> and how sore I was by doing just simple movements on the ground. And then you watch Mike Fitch do it and he does it with such beauty and grace and strength and power all at the same time. And you're just mesmerized. Um, and so I was determined to, to get, get, get good at it because, and I, it was just fun and exciting and I'd never done anything like it before. And, um, 
one of the first times I actually experienced flow. It was like, whoa, this is like the best drug ever where I was just free flowing and I didn't have to think about it. And when you get in that place, like you, you're, you just feel so powerful and you, but you also feel connected and it's different than what I had been doing before. Up, up till then I had mainly just trained with weights I was a gym rat. I loved to lift weights. Weights was my thing. And then I like learned kettlebells. And then I was like, oh my God, I love kettlebells. And I still do love kettlebells, but my relationship with kettlebells now is more flow than, you know, how heavy and how hard can I swing? Uh, have you read The Rise of Superman? Yes. You have? Yeah. By Stephen Kotler. It's yeah. Great yeah, book. Yeah. About flow. I love that book. It, yeah. It's a really good book. But because I don't think you can really get into flow when like just pushing weights if you know mm -hmm. what I mean. But yeah. I can understand that you get into flow when you're doing animal flow mm -hmm. because it, it, you can stop thinking and everything just goes. How easy do you get into flow now? Well, now, I mean, just because I've been doing it for, for so long now and on a daily basis, I can get into flow pretty immediately. Yeah. Like even as I'm teaching someone and I'm calling out the moves, I will experience flow. It's really awesome. <laughs> how, how would you... Um, Explain flow for someone that doesn't know exactly or someone doesn't really know what flow is. Well, they say most people have experienced flow. So it's it's like you, we experience flow when we drive, you know, when you're driving in a car and then like all of a sudden you're at your destination. And you're like, wait, how did I get here so fast? You know, um, it's just kind of when your your nervous system and your brain just goes in on, on automatic um, we experience flow when we're dancing with a big group of people and enjoying ourselves Um, they say we also experience flow when we're in the middle of, uh, like, I don't know, like when we're doing like math or something like that, you know? <laughs> um, and obviously many athletes experience flow when they're in their zone. They call it, you know, it's also the zone. So yeah. like when a surfer, you know, is on a break. Um, and, uh, I think the best way to describe it is for me personally, It's when I'm so tuned in that I can see everything. It's not, I, I don't think, I think some people think flow is like, oh, you're, you're so tuned in. You're, it's like tunnel vision. It's not tunnel vision for me, at, at least. It's where I'm so tuned in. I, I experience everything without judgment and I'm really present and I can see everything that's happening and I can feel everything and it feels very free. But it also feels very um, in control, if that makes any sense, even though you're not really in control. But I think you kind of are. That, that's the thing. It's just that right. you are like in 100% control, controlled by your subconscious. Or right. What yes. You call it. Have you ever experienced flow while writing? Writing? Yeah. W oh, when you wrote. Writing, writing. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. thought you meant writing like writing no, a no, horse. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. For sure. Usually it would take me at least an hour yeah. of when I'm writing um, some, some, you know, when I was writing scripts or um, even when I write blogs. I plan on getting back to that. Um, it's just one of those things that writing is one of those relationships I have where I hate writing, but I also love writing because <laughs> it, it takes like 30 minutes to an hour for me to actually get into that flow, into yeah. that zone of like really being able to just whatever is in my head just let it come out and it all makes sense so how do you start like to get into the flow while, while writing 
you just do it. <laughs> you just start. Do you have any? Do you have a technique which you use? Do you have anything, or do you just start with the thing that you want to do, or do you have an like a warm up? No, I feel like I'm not. It's very, it's weird to describe it. I'm not a super structured person, even though I, my brain does work with structure. It makes no sense at all what I'm just saying. What I just said, but no, it does because <laughs> I, I feel that I'm I'm the same. Yeah, I can't. I'm not one of those people that has like a routine. Like I, I literally, I'm, I don't like wake up with a routine, other than the usual. You wake up, you pee, you brush your teeth, you make your bed. Um, but every day is different for me. I don't, I'm not, I don't eat breakfast the same time of day. I don't make my coffee the same time of day. I don't flow every time in the same time of day. Um, you know, unless it's like a yoga class that I want to go and take, and that's not up to me. That's just you know whatever's on the schedule. But um, I just. To me, it's just like just do it, you know. Um, if structure works for someone, great. They do the structure. If that's what helps you get to doing it. Do it. If it doesn't, then don't. Like at the end of the day, I think I think that a lot of people try to draw their motivation or inspiration for living and for life through specific rules. And I don't think there are rules. I think all, the only thing that matters is doing it, and that's really it. Mm. You know. I have one thing that works for me to get into flow while writing. Mm -hmm. It's to start with free writing, mm, yes, which is nothing. I just write words, and when I've written like three hundred words, all of a sudden, good thing starts to come. That's awesome. Yeah, I have done that. Yeah, I have done that. That's fun too. It's like a game. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> and it, it's I I view it more as a warm up. It's like you don't do your best animal flow while just jumping on the floor without any warm-up. I, I think you need to warm up everything. And I think your warm-up before the flow is what gets you into the flow. Right. But um, it's very interesting. But but do you still write or have you left that? I still write. It's just it's not something I'm doing now. Um, I put it to the side to focus more on my Venus Fit brand and my strength and flow program. And um, I'm, I'm more focused on that right now. I think that it's important to for me to build the thing that I'm most passionate about. And not that I'm not passionate about writing, but it's going to spread me thin. And I really want to, I'm at a place in my life now where I really want to see things through and and really do things fully, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's better to have one ball in the air than 20. Yeah. For sure. Because you you won't be able to manage. But uh, what do people say when they try flow for the first time? Um, They're just like, wow, I, I've never felt this way before. Or I didn't know my body could do that. Or, wow, this is really hard. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, a lot of times their brains get confused on what's left and what's right. You know, the left hand and the right hand, the left foot, the right foot. And they're just like, wow, I didn't realize I was so uncoordinated. <laughs> and, and they also... They're like, wow, like when I see people doing stuff like animal flow or they're like, Venus, when I see you doing animal flow, it looks really easy when really they're like, wow, this is really hard. And, and then they see, they can feel the benefits. Like I don't have to tell them the benefits. They feel it pretty, pretty immediately. And it's a very humbling experience um, because you are working on strength and mobility and cardio and coordination and power is all these things that's happening all at the same time. And it's 
pretty amazing how we think we have to find that outside of ourselves with weights, right? Or specific routines. Um, when really we, we have all the tools within us already as humans, like our bodies are, are, are ready. We just have to direct it. Why do you think we've lost connection with our movement and, and our bodies and our mind? Um, technology yeah. <laughs> for one. Um, and th that's human nature. You know, we're designed to to be lazy. We're designed to, to, to use our brains and use technology. So I don't really think technology is a bad thing, but I think that we don't, the, the balance isn't there, you know? And, you know, we, we're a very sedentary society. We sit in chairs a lot versus the floor. Um, I just moved into, um, a new townhouse and I don't have a lot of chairs in in my place um and my friends have come over and they're like where do we sit i'm like sit on the floor <laughs> <laughs> um but i think that you know we sit in chairs too much we sit in um sit on couches too much you know we drive in our cars seated and we forget that we actually do have the ability to do a nice deep squat you know they call it the asian squat yeah. now but really Every baby in the world of every race can do that squat. So yeah. we all could do that. It's just that we just, we forgot how. And I think that, um, I think that it's just, it's really important for us to always return to our roots, our foundation. I think Steve Maxwell said it very well. He said, if you want to get back to your body as it should be, watch the kids. Yes. If you cannot do what they can, then you really need to do what they do. Yes, kids, the best workout is playing with kids and, and on a playground um, because that's how we're meant to move. And, and it's amazing um, how I've trained people um, and just like hanging. They're like, I'm like, okay, they're like, oh, I want to be able to do a pull-up. I'm like, okay, well, we're just going to work on hanging because mm. the whole pull-up part, we're not even there yet. And how people just have a hard time just hanging from a pull-up bar, hanging from rings They're like, oh, this is hard. They're like, oh, I just weigh too much. And I'm like, no, we we've just lost touch with that. Because if you put any kid on a playground and you put them on monkey bars, they already know how to work them. Yeah. You know, um, it's innate. It's our nature to do those things. And also, I think the thing with the the bad thing with the gyms is that everybody's like, yeah, I got to do pull ups. I need my straps so I can strap myself to the bar right. so I can get better connection with my back. Right. And it's like, yeah, but you're gonna lose your your grip. Yeah. You won't get any forearms, and and you need that. No, 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 dude. I need connection with this part with my back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, we we live in a society where we're brainwashed to think those things. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, hope and that, but I think it's changing. I really do. I think it's changing. Um, the fitness community um, tends to have trends and it usually takes about 10 years before I think a new trend is actually accepted widely by the general pop general public. So, um, you know, like yoga is now big. Yeah. Even though it's been around for forever. But about 10 years ago, yoga was... Um, it wasn't quite as popular, you know, it was for a specific, um, type of person. Yeah. And now I think a lot of people 
even like big dudes who lift weights, like they're like, yeah, I went to yoga last week, you know? So I think it's changing. It's slowly changing, but it's definitely changing for the better. I did a calisthenics for a while back in 2013. I started a street worker team called Bar Mafia. And oh, nice. We did a street workout. And like the second year, I started to do yoga. And everybody was like, hey, man, are you doing yoga? I said, yeah, <laughs> I need to get loose. Now everybody does yoga. Mm -hmm. Like after like four years, like, yeah, man, you're, you're right. Yoga is really good. My handstands are getting better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you need to be losing limber in your body too. Yeah. And also movement has really been a thing that's, I think, really starting to trend. And I think it came a lot through Ido Portal, which you, mm -hmm. which you mentioned. Uh, how big do you think the movement thing is going to be in like 10 years? Uh, I mean, I'm hoping huge. I'm hoping that's mainly how people work out. Um, I, I think I think it's trending that way for sure. Uh, with people like Ido, with people like Mike and and all these other names that we know, um, they're really spreading it. And, and like I said, like as soon as someone experiences flow or experiences crawling on the ground a little bit and see how it can benefit them, they're pretty much hooked, right? Or if they're not hooked, they see it, right? You, They can't argue that it doesn't help you. So I think just the more that exposure that gets and the more that people um, can start to be open and try it, then it's definitely going to grow. So yeah. you mentioned breath work also. Yes. How do you work with the with your breath? Well, breath, I, every type of breath work works. Um, you know, we can go days without food. We can go days without water. We can only go to a few minutes without air and you die. Yeah. <laughs> And um, I think a lot of people, they forget that and their warm up is consisted of like doing jumping jacks and, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. And my warm up is breath work. Um, my cool down is breath work. And that's the way it's also designed in my program. Um, but the the breath I've done Wim Hof, I've done different styles of yoga breath work. Um, I've taken breath work from um, uh, chiros and physical therapists and I've, I've read different books. The Oxygen Advantage is one of my favorite ones. Um, there's also one by Dr. Andrew Weil. I think it's just called breathing or breath or breath. Um, it's very simple and it's one that I use probably the most with people, especially when someone is not well versed in, in breath work. And all it is, is you tell people to just simply observe your breath. And there's, there's no specific count or anything. It's just be present and observe. And, and the way I describe it to people is pretend that you are going to just breathe for five minutes. And after that, you're going to be given a piece of paper and a pen. And you have to describe all the observations you made when you were breathing. So you, you become very present and I ask people, you know, is the breath soft? Is it hard? Is it only going to your chest? Is it only going to your belly? Can you feel your ribs expand or not? 
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Is it warm? Is it cool? Is it mainly through your nose? Is it on the left nostril? Is it on the right? You know, like I'm giving them all these cues just so they can just be present with their breath and, and see really understand that breath work is just being present, mindful, filling in all the way, exhaling all the way. Why do you think we take breath for granted? <sighs> Because there's just so much going on. We have too many choices in life, you know, and I think that people, we take it for granted because we're not taught to tune into ourselves. We're taught to tune into what everyone else thinks. We're taught that, oh, what's cool? What's now? What's trending? You know, like people want to do fitness to lose weight and to look good for other people. But how about you learn a skill? How about you do it because you want to connect yourself? You will lose weight. You will look good. Like they, they don't. People don't forget those things. Um, and I think we do things for the wrong reasons because we don't have faith in ourself. That was really good. And I, I, I believe that also. And I, and I think the thing that, that fascinates me with, uh, with uh, for, let's say for me, the breathing things that I do have changed a lot. I was not connected to my breath at all. Then I found Wim Hof and started doing the breathing and ice baths and everything. And now I really understand what breathing is. But before it was just like, I didn't even think about it. I didn't think about it. And, and I can notice people when they get stressed and they start to breathe like fast and, and say, okay, slow down. It, it's like, it's not up to me. Yeah, it is. I mean, you decide how to breathe. Mm -hmm. The breath doesn't decide how you act. Right. You can control this. And when they realize it, they can start to control it. Mm -hmm. But I think people do not even know that they can control their breath. People don't think they're in control of their own life. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then it's, it's just a matter of just understanding that we get to make choices. We get to choose. And we, there's not a lot of ownership. People don't take ownership of what they do when they make a mistake. They don't take ownership of what they, of even doing a great job being successful. You know, we live in a society where it's not okay to tell an adult, you're amazing. You're a rock star, you know, and, and really in, in, in for an adult to go, I am amazing. I'm fucking awesome. Like someone who says that everyone looks at them and judges them and says, oh, well, they're, they're really egotistic. 
I'm like, what's wrong with thinking you're awesome? You know, but we see a little kid do it. We see a little yeah. kid go, I'm awesome. I'm amazing. We're like, yes, you are, you know, and that's okay. But then that kid grows up 10 years later and now he, he's ego- egotistic for saying that, you yeah. know, it, it it's, doesn't make sense. Um, and all goes back to, to choice and knowing that we are in control. And um, I was actually having a really interesting conversation with one of my clients a couple of weeks ago about the meaning of life. And how there really is no meaning of life, but in order to really get to that point to understand it, you have to like seek for your purpose and your meaning. <laughs> it's kind of backwards how we're wi- we're wired. <laughs> so what 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 would you say is the meaning of your life then? I think the meaning of life is whatever we decide. Right now, my meaning in my life is to have fun, enjoy myself, connect, love share and continue to grow continue to learn and spread that with other people um and then also knowing that there is no meaning and that i i you know don't take myself so 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 seriously i think a lot of people take themselves way too seriously yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think that too but what why do you think people take themselves too seriously um because they i don't know i think it just gives them purpose everyone's different You know, I think there's only two, I think there's only two words really in life and it's love and fear and everything else is just another word for those two things. So like my phone, I either have a love relationship with it or a fear relationship. The word home, it's either a love relationship or a fear relationship. Your parents, the people in your life, the things that you do, job, love or fear. Do we work because we love it or do we work because we're afraid that we're not going to be able to survive, you know? And I think a lot of people get big. Have you, have you read Sartre? Jean-Paul Sartre? Uh, no. Well, he, he has a theory that is called bad faith and bad faith is, he explains that if you are a waiter and you think, well, this is my life and this is what I have to do. You're stuck in that. And that is bad faith. And I think you kind of touched on it earlier. And I think a lot of people get, get stuck with their thing because they're afraid they have bad faith mm-hmm. so they can't move on with life because they don't think they can control their things like their breath or what they want to do with life mm-hmm. and um, I think that one is 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 really interesting and if someone if you talk to someone to get into animal flow and you see that they're stuck how would you help them to get out of that uh, usually especially when I'm working one on one if I'm teaching an entire group of people it's it can be a little more difficult um, because each person is needing to connect in a different way. But this works as a group and it works for individuals. I just direct the breath. And I always tell people breath to movement. And they'll say, oh, what does that mean? Okay, okay. so for instance, and for anyone who's listening right now, stand up. As you stand up, inhale, lengthen your spine. And as you sit back down, exhale. Okay, great. Let's do it again. Inhale, stand up. And now I want you to do it to where the cadence of your breath matches your movement. And then you do it. And I'm like, that's breath to movement. It's simple. And so um, when I'm teaching people, I'm, I'm very, I very much want their movement to match their breath. And each person is different and each person's unique in how they breathe and how they move. And that's okay. 
Um, a lot of times people will be like, oh, do I inhale here or do I exhale here? When I do a crab reach, do I, do I open my chest and inhale or do I, do, do you want me to exhale there? I'm like, I don't care. Just breathe. <laughs> it all works. It's all great. Um, you know, that's kind of, I think someone asked me that in the workshop the other day. Um, and I was like, well, that's like saying, okay, when I'm walking down the street and I'm chewing gum, should I inhale when I take a step with my left foot? Or should I inhale when I take a step on my right foot? I was like, it, does, it doesn't matter. Just breathe. Hmm. I think we overthink it. There's not one thing that works. All It all works. I like that with, with the Wim Hof also. Yes. He's just like, yeah, you, you, do you breathe through the mouth or through my nose? Any hole that works. Any hole works. Just right. Just get the air in. And I think it's, I think so too. Right. So how were you in the beginning? Did you also have these kind of questions? Or did you like immediately feel like I can breathe anywhere or... Oh yeah, very much. I overanalyzed everything. I had analysis paralysis for all kinds of things, um, and and that's why I can I can relate to people when they ask me questions, or they'll be like, "Oh, Venus, sorry, this is a stupid question." I'm like, "Don't worry, it's not a stupid question." I had all the same questions, <laughs> so um, yes, I definitely was like, "Do I do this here or here? Should I turn my hand in 30 degrees or out?" You know, all, all these different things. Um, and yes, there is a standard when you want to learn something, you know, just like standing up with good posture. We always want to know where neutral is, but it doesn't mean you stay in neutral all the time. Even perfect posture of staying in neutral all the time is actually not healthy. Our spine's meant to move. It's okay if we if we hunch. It's okay if we arch. It's okay if we sit on one side of our body and the other, as long as we keep moving. And Um, we're always moving, to be honest. I mean, if we're not breathing. Breath is a movement. Yep. <laughs> you know, then we're not alive. <laughs> What scares you? Hmm. I'm human. Uh, a failure. Failure scares me. Um, not being loved scares me. Uh, not enjoying life. Not living scares me. It's way less now. I think I think most humans have those fears and I the older I get and the more that I do and the more that I explore, the less those things scare me. I'm not so much afraid of dying. I'm I'm more afraid of like living a shitty life. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um I just I want to have fun. I want to experience it. Losing both of my parents at a young age taught me that. And you know, they They were both immigrants and they worked really hard and they had a successful restaurant. And before they died, they were like, look, you know, one of the things I was looking at, I was looking at my dad uh, a few weeks before he died. He was in hospice and I was talking to him and I was like, dad, I'm really not ready for you to die. And, you know, looking at him, he did not look good. Like he was definitely on his deathbed. And he goes, Venus... Whether I die today, tomorrow, next week, next year, five years, 10 years, 20 years, you're never going to be ready for me to die. But we all have an expiration date. We're all human. I'm going to die. You're going to die one day. Your mother's going to die one day. You know, he was like, look, I'm not, and he wasn't trying to be dark. He was just trying to be real. And he was just like, live this. He was like, I lived a great life. He was like, I had you, I had, you know, I had to experience it with your mom. I got to travel a lot. I got to do a lot of things. He was like, so just go and be happy and, and figure out what it is that makes you happy and do it. 
And I didn't really understand that message until I got older, but it always stayed with me. And my mother, she, she was the same. Like my mom was like total dra- dragon mom. <laughs> right? You know, you do not mess with my mom. And she went from being this super um, aggressive little Chinese lady who would get mad and she had a fiery temper and everything to towards the end of her life, she calmed down and she would have talks with me. And she was like, I used to get mad all the time. She's like, it was such a waste of energy. She's like, don't be like me. You know, she's like, she's like, just enjoy your life. And again, it took me, God, quite a few years before I really understood those messages. It's like, I understood it on a very logical level, but to really feel it and to live it and to truly believe in it, it probably took me about 10 years. What made you believe in it? Um, I had to just go through my own struggles. You know, it wasn't like one day I woke up, I was like, oh, I get it now. It wasn't like that. It was this progressive thing of, um, you know, trying to make it in L.A. and and doing my thing and being successful and then feeling like a failure and um, feeling lost and not knowing what I wanted and having to learn to, to explore and be open and to be humbled by everything like the way I live my life now is not even close to what I thought it would be at all. Um, I'm a totally different person. and Everything I said that I would never do, I've done now. Not everything. Okay, let's not go crazy. But in general, like, um, life has been very unexpected for me in, in, in the path that the universe has brought me to. I mean, even just saying that, the universe has brought me to, 10 years ago, I was like, oh, universe bullshit, yogi, blah, blah, blah. Like, I didn't speak like this. So um, I think ultimately it's just, again, I'm always going to go back to tuning in, connecting, flowing, flowing with movement in your body physically, but also flowing with with your thoughts, flowing with who you are, and just living like that. It's so simple, but we complicate things. I lost my little brother like two years ago and uh, I realized what I need to do to be like more, I don't know, not waste time on bad things. Mm-hmm. So I think that death, even hard, it always brings you something good. Death is a, a beautiful lesson. Yeah. I mean, it totally sucks when you lose someone that you love. Sorry you lost your brother. Um, but it's, it is part of life and we all die at once at some point, yeah. you know, and you know, we got to live our day like it's our last. It sounds so cliche, but it's it's really true. And it is really true. And I think that um, the only thing we know is that we are going to die. Yeah. So what, what would you say to um, someone that's having a rough patch in their life? What would you say to them? Know that you are in control and that the circumstances of your life don't define you. You define you and how you want to deal with it and it doesn't mean it's hard or not hard it means that we get to choose if it's hard or not hard and if we as soon as we start to take ownership of what can we do okay great not everything we is in our control but as soon as we can say okay this is what i have to work with i want to make the best of it then that's when the universe responds with okay 
I'm going to give you whatever it is that you put out there. You know, like it's the law of attraction. As soon as you start putting out the energy that you are seeking, it seeks you. And it took me a long time to to really understand it. It's, it's such a catch-22 because most of the time people are preaching things like that. But you only really get it when you start doing it. You know, and it's not about being positive. It's about being real. Um, and it's about saying like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this thing and wow, I'm really scared or, oh, this is really intimidating or, or whatnot. And it's okay. It's about being okay with being scared and being intimidated and being like, okay, I, I'm scared and I'm intimidated, but don't let that sensation over overcome you and, and go, okay, well, even though I'm scared and I'm intimidated, what is it that I want to create? And um, when I was teaching the workshop the other day, I was telling, I told everyone towards the beginning of um, the class, like, what do you want to create? What, what, why do you move? What motivates you? So I said to the class, I said, what are three words or three sentences up to you? You decide how you want to put it that resonate with you of what you want to create in your life. And the example I had given was I want to have fun. I want to connect. And uh, I forgot what the third word was. <laughs> I'm all serious and I can't even think of what I said. But basically I was like, I want to have fun. I want to connect. Oh, and I want to feel powerful. Those are the words I, I've had in my head. Connect, powerful, and fun. And I was like, those three words can change. You don't have to be married to just three words. But just in this moment, th- think of three. And then is everything you're doing connected to those three words. So whether I'm in flow, you know, I'm doing animal flow, I'm on the floor, flowing around, and I'm going to ask myself, am I having fun? Am I connected? And do I feel powerful? Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. Okay. Um, Now let's say I'm going out into the world or I get in a argument with someone. Am I having fun? Do I feel connected? And do I feel powerful? And am I behaving in a way that is going to elude fun, powerful, and connection. And if I'm not, then I need to shift back into those sensations of those three words. And that doesn't, again, it doesn't always mean being positive. Sometimes being powerful is going, you know what? You crossed a boundary and I'm not okay with that. That's being powerful. It's not being a dick though. (laughs) There's a difference. So for instance, uh, the best example I can give is recently um, uh, one of my followers on Instagram w- had been uh, messaging me like kind of like dirty <laughs> responses to my videos and things like that. And I have a sense of humor. I used to be a comedy writer. So I, I kind of thought it was funny. But then I also was like, well, that's not really like the response I'm trying to elude you know, and, and, and so it bothered me. So I like blanked out his name, but I put it on my story Yeah. <laughs> and I said, and people were like, Oh my God, I can't believe you said that to you. And I was like, yeah, I was like in my head, I was like, it was funny, but that's not what I'm going for. And I don't want to encourage this person or other people to do it. So I used this person as an example and crossed out the name, but posted it. Did he comment? Like, no, I I don't know. I blocked him. Okay, yeah. I'm just like, no, I, you know, I don't 
I don't care if I lose a follower because because that that doesn't resonate with me. Of course. You know, and then it re- more even more recently, if people want to do their detective work, there's another follower that wrote something that I didn't really like, but it didn't bother me that much. But he was also he's also another person who has written me things that were distasteful, but more in DMs. But he wrote a comment that wasn't it wasn't like a big deal, but I knew where he was coming from. I knew the energy he was projecting from. So I commented on his comment. I said, look, you've recently have said things that yeah god i don't even remember i have to i have to look at it like literally it was like this week so but um i i said on the comment i said you know i really wouldn't mind if you stopped following me hmm. like i don't care <laughs> lose a follower i don't care like i don't want people like that following me like looking for something negative or sexual or whatever to say um not that anything's wrong with it you can ask my friends i have a dirty mouth obviously been cursing on your podcast but i have a dirty mouth and you know i say sexual jokes and stuff like that and innuendos all the time but that is in a context of being around my my tribe my people people who know me like i don't know this person and also it it, it's a difference if if someone says it says anything with like a sense of humor but when they say it with bad intent then it's they've crossed the line and i don't know what this person's intention is Maybe it is humor, but I don't know it. No. I'm not aware of it, and I don't really want to. It's just kind of creepy, you know? Yeah. No, I think you should just block everybody that's an asshole. So. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that, that's kind of what I like with Facebook. You can, you don't have to unfriend people, right. but you can unfollow everything yeah. they put up. And I just unfollow everybody. <laughs> like people that put up shit, I just unfollow them. They're still my friends, but I don't want to watch your, your shit. What you believe in politics or religion, I'm not right. interested. So right. I just take it away and I just keep people with good vibes. Yeah. Because if not, I, I get irritated also. And right. I just want to tell them and I'm like, who am I going to tell? Right. They don't. Yeah. I mean, it won't get, they won't catch it anyway. So. Yeah. What else? What else do you do when someone is... Let's just say, let's say you're in the middle of a conversation that's uncomfortable, right? Let's yeah. say someone has like different political views or, or whatnot. And I know that is coming up a lot these days. Yeah, yeah. How do you usually deal with it? Oh, I mean, it depends. I I have a live chat on Facebook before we go live, before we go live on our UFC events. And then one time somebody put up politics and i just said this is a free zone we don't talk politics and religion and i don't give a fuck what you believe or what you think Mm -hmm. so we love mma and that's good so everybody just stopped they were like yeah cool awesome awesome (laughs) that's good but when i'm with people and they start talking i i don't mind going into a debate but it depends with who also if it's somebody that i really don't know um i would just listen and just take it in and maybe use it for my writing later, which I have done for comedy. But <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And, and, and that's kind of how, how I like doing it. Um, when we got a lot of immigration coming here, like from Syria two, three years ago, then I, everybody was like spewing out things on Facebook. So I wrote a, a fake news article, which was Swedish people getting, um, how do you call it? Um, kicked out of Spain because they don't accept the Spanish things. <laughs> so I just I twisted it. I love like that. I, I put it I put it on its head and then I used all the Swedish arguments from people in Spain, and then people got that is genius. Yeah, and that one went viral. So I think some people actually believed it, thought it was for real. Wow. 
And I named the guy Paco Jodido, which is Paco fucked up. <laughs> and, and the party's name was La Resaca, which is the hangover. <laughs> so if you know Spanish, you can see that it's, it's comedy, right? Right. And then I had one line that was, uh, people go to the bathroom and they put on the water tap. So they won't hear when they're piss when when they're taking a pee. Mm -hmm. And we don't have too much water, so they're wasting a lot of water. And one girl, <laughs> and one girl rose like, "This is awful. If they don't have water, why do you use water just to pee? I mean, you gotta you gotta <laughs> respect the Spanish water." And I just started laughing because it was so dumb. And another lady wrote, "Oh, this guy probably has never ever been to Spain. Yeah, I'm Spanish, so I've I've been to Spain a lot." Right. And people got offended. Even a friend of mine, not a friend, um, a guy I kind of knew, he wrote to me and like and started asking me about, yeah, what do you think about the Spanish people when they the war between the Moroccan people back hundreds of years ago and started asking me a weird question. I was like, dude, what's up? No, I'm kind of pissed off with something you wrote. And I was like, what? No, the Swedish people getting evacuated or kicked out of Spain. I was like, were you offended? He was like, yeah. I was like, good. You're supposed to be. Because you're coming with stupid arguments. Mm -hmm. Th these are people like, they are trying to save their lives. And That's you want to awesome. stop that. And when I put this on its head, then you get offended. Yeah, Yeah, because Swedish people would go to Spain with money, so you don't understand. <laughs> I was like, dude, if you're, if you're offended, you got to so think ridiculous. about what you think. Yeah, It's so ridiculous. I, I just, I don't get it. And everything happening in America too. I'm just like, I, I don't, it, it baffles me. Yeah. But, um... Do you have that in in English? Do you have the English tran translation for I, it? Don't. I would love to read that. I don't. That. I think, though, that you could put it through Google Translate. Yeah. I mean, because a friend of mine, I, I, I send him stuff that was written in Swedish, and he did put it through Google Translate. I mean, you would get a bad translation, but yeah. you will be able to understand it. I yeah, sure, I, I, I can send it to you. It's no genius. Problem. You just simply flip it. Yeah. I yeah. love it. And I love it, and that's why people get offended, because people hate comedy when it touches who you really are. Right. That's when they get offended. They mm -hmm. don't get offended by a bad joke. They get offended when it touches you. And that's a good thing with comedy. And that's mm -hmm. what I... I like to do that when I write comedy. I like to get make people think. Yeah. And that one, I didn't expect it to be become viral in that way. But uh, I just loved it. I, I really laughed. And I, I, I... For me, the comedy was the comments. That was the real comedy. People who believed it. People who took it for a real article. Mm -hmm. Even though it was a you know, humor site. They didn't see it, and uh, not be. I mean, and and I, I, what I do when I have a routine in the morning, and this routine is to go up, put on YouTube, watch CNN, MSNBC, and Fox, because I love to see how they spin everything from Trump, what uh -huh. happened the day before, and it's just insane. It's just crazy. I, I don't know what's going on in your country. I don't either. But oh it's my god! So much humor. I've I've. I keep saying that I'm like, okay, I'm, I got to figure out how to just work mobily yeah. and online only so I can just move to a different country if I need to. <laughs> but um, no, all jokes aside, I, I love LA. I love it there. Um, but, but have I, you noticed the change? I mean, do you notice the change since Trump took office? Oh, of course. Absolutely. In what way? Um, you know, I was actually, I was talking to a friend recently and I was just like, I didn't realize there was so much racism and so much, you know, classism and everything um, until Trump took office. I was like, I didn't realize 
that still existed. You know, I maybe I live in my own bubble, but I literally was like, I, I thought those things were gone away from generations, you know, in generations. And I'm like, wow, no, it's still there. It's still prominent. It's just people weren't talking about it. Have you noticed it with people you know that they all of a sudden um, turn more like, yeah, man, Trump is good. And There are a couple of, of, of people that were in my life, yes, that are not really in my life now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, yes, for sure. But I would say most of my friends and the people that I hang out with were all very liberal. I mean, it's L.A., you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, that... I'm from Texas originally, born and raised, so I haven't had those political conversations with my friends that I grew up with, um, just because, you know, we've all gotten older and they've had kids and we've all gone our separate ways, but I am kind of curious to have that conversation with them. Um, I, I have no idea where they stand on those things, but I know being in LA, like everyone I know is is super liberal, yeah. so... Yeah, <laughs> I heard that uh, it's about 10% of the Americans that have a passport. Have you ever heard that? Really? No, yeah. I didn't know this. It was my aunt because she lived in Miami and now she went back to Spain. And mm. she was like amazed with the racism that, that came up. And people at her work started talking about, yeah, but they shouldn't come. If they take away their kids, they shouldn't come. And she was like, I'm an immigrant. Yeah. <laughs> I've been living here for five years and I'm yeah. Spanish. I'm Latina, so... She was just amazed, and they went back to uh, to Barcelona like two months ago. Wow! Yeah. yeah. Well, both of my parents were immigrants, so yeah. you know, to me, it's like and America's built on a land of immigrants. Yeah, I know. You know, it's supposed to be land of the free, home of the brave. Yeah. You know, really, a, a true American is an American Indian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, everyone else is just is just visitors. <laughs> so it's it's um it's pretty amazing. I. I, I I honestly just don't really know. I don't really talk too many too much on politics. Right. I can't imagine. And also, yeah. I think what you do is not politics. So right, it's not really my forte. I have my own opinions, but yeah. all in all, I think it always comes back to the whole message of ownership. Yeah, ownership, connection, choices, and I think love and fear. Those two words. I think that a lot of things in life are fear-based. You know, you were asking me, like, why why do people care so much what other people think? Or why do you think people don't connect with their breath and they're not present? It's just the whole fear thing. You know, we are very conditioned to go through life um, and living from our fears. You know, like, oh, I have to get a job because then I won't be able to survive. You know, versus... Oh no, I, I do this for a living because I love doing it. I love, you know, it, it doesn't feel like work. Um, I think that it's just about making the choice of choices from love or fear, and and that could be, you know, as simple as, um, you know, how you you treat your friend. You know, if even if your friend's saying something that is offensive, let's say you are arguing about politics. <laughs> You know, and it's it's about choosing to go, okay, well, they're allowed to have their own opinion. You know, um, it's not always easy, but we get to deal with it in a, in a more compassionate way of realizing that, you know, other people just may not know 
you know, and it was the same. It was kind of like when you asked me, how would you describe flow to someone who's never felt it before? You know, I would try to describe it as the best ways I could, but you don't really know it until you experience it. And we, we get to be compassionate to other people um, and to show them that there's nothing to fear. And again, that's what we're talking about. I, ideologies, politics, movement, you know, love, dating, any of those things. So too much fear and too little love, maybe. Yes. And we need to change that. Just More love and less fear. Yeah, just decide the the three words that you want to resonate with in those moments and say, am I coming from that place? Okay, if I'm not, I'm going to shift. If I am, great, continue. Yeah. So finally, if people want to find you and look in more to what you do, where do they go? My website is one place. Yep. Um, it's venusfit.com. V-E-N-U-S-F-I-T dot com. Um, and then on Instagram, um, my handle is venus to be fab. So that is spelled out. That's V-E-N-U-S, the number two, B-F-A-B. Fab, like fabulous. Um, it's really cheesy handle, but <laughs> Venus Lau was taken. Yeah. Venus Fit was taken. Venus Fit's not even a real handle now. Yeah, it's like a fake account, and I, I can't figure out how to, how to get it. I'm I'm constantly asking my friends, I'm like, how do I get that account? Like, it's not even a real account. Whatever. Um, but yes, and if they subscribe to Venus Fit, um, I do a monthly newsletter um, where I will give out discounts for my program. Um, the people who do buy my program, they get access to um, my private Facebook group where every week I go on there, I answer people's questions, I take them through tutorials, I'll break down the challenges that I post on my social media. So every week I post a free challenge, um, a weekly Wednesday challenge on Instagram. And it's only a minute long, right? So there's only so much explanation I can give. But um, on my private page for um, my students, I will break down challenges. I'll say, oh, did you see that challenge I posted? Okay. So I'll break it down with like a good 15, 20 minute explanation sometimes. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And I'll put everything in the description also, your website and your Instagram and everything. Mm-hmm. So in Swedish, you can hitta allting i länkarna finns i bion. So ni hittar allting där. Awesome. Anything, final words you want to say or? No, I, I, I just... Really appreciate this. Thank you for sharing yourself. I love your stories. I love that you were in comedy. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I love we it. We could talk a lot about that, though. Oh my god, yeah, well, that would be another podcast <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for the next time I come to Sweden, I, yeah. I love it here. It's really great. I can't wait to come back. Socialist country, right? Yes, <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> Good, <laughs> Venus. Thank you very much, and thank you for opening up and and telling your story. And uh, well, I hope we we get you back here soon. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you very much. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.